get distorted for this Rachel Ray impression. <laughs> Here's why I even thought to do it. I was telling somebody a story that when I was um, in the womb uh, doing comedy, no, uh, in the womb, and they couldn't tell on the sonogram if I was a dude or not. Now it's overwhelming, you know. I just, I just dig bursting out of my jeans. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about that later in the recording yeah, here. <laughs> but uh, so they were like, they couldn't tell. And so my mom uh, wanted to name me Rachel. I was going to be Rachel Ray. And my dad was like, F that. I want him to be Sam. And then they, thank God, met in the middle and called me Adam. But uh, so that story came about. And then my buddy was like, Rachel Ray is so silly. Did you ever watch a show? And I was like, I actually have seen enough sound bites to be like, she's just so, like, she's got some mannish qualities, but she's real sweet. And she's like, just the way that she approaches food. Like, we, we started, like, playing back and forth. This like you know charactery version of you know how intense in Brooklyn she is with food, and uh, and so that I put that on my tape of her being like you know a lot of people don't know like it, everyone's like spaghetti how long does it take seven minutes twelve minutes I'm doing it boom spaghetti's done see just in the time of me talking about how long it takes I already made a sweet bolognese that's how I do it in the bedroom too <laughs> boom you already came just talking about bedrooms you know. And, uh, you know, sadly, Lauren Michaels didn't take that. What? I... What a big Cold moment. open. You as Rachel Ray as an oh. Come on, man. I mean, and here's why I thought that was such a sweet take is like no one does a Rachel Ray. And I've never seen her portrayed, yet she's one of those very famous, very successful people that, like, is very impressionable. You know, like the voice, the demeanor. And also having a dude play a girl is always funny, especially, you know, I did that on another tape for something else where I pretended to be um, – Chloe Kardashian and it was like I am Chloe <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't feel bad about that at all because that family is just uh, you shouldn't so rich and so full of shit you shouldn't at all when I hear people complaining about oh the the drama it's just like I can't believe what they're doing I'm like I can't believe that they still have their claws in your neck as far as like paying attention to what they do and they have brilliantly crafted like I think there must be some sort of thing where they you know, they they allow a certain part of their life to be organic, but then once they get even a, a taste of the um, organicness, what's the word? Organity? What do you say? <laughs> I don't know. Organinity. Organinity. Once you get a, a taste of that, then they're like, time to massage it into something people will watch. So I feel like when Chloe met the uh, Tristan Thompson, I bet that did happen, you know, sp- spontaneously and then i'm sure she was like look if we fuck like we're gonna have to put some of this on tv like if we date that might be dope and like but you can like do what you want though and like cheat on me like that's actually great like do at some point like mid scheduled for mid-season you're not crazy to say that right i think three four months in there like they have a schedule the same way like teachers will put up a schedule in a classroom of like you know 9 a.m check-in yep. you know or 7 30 whatever uh, attendance, P- attendance, yeah. PE, math, social studies, silent reading, recess. The Kardashians have that for like, meet a boyfriend, cheat on him, have him cheat on you, have a baby, have a fake baby, have a real fake baby. Yes. Fuck your dad. Have your dad turn back into a woman. Have your, you know. I recently uh, saw Chris Humphreys. Remember Kim Kardashian's one one of her dude. Sadly, I do, and that's how husbands. Yeah. I knew of him as a uh, NBA forward before, and I'm proud to say that. And, well, and let me in my defense, he's a Minnesotan. He went to the University of Minnesota. Oh, did he, he was really? a goal, he was a 
college basketball star here Did before he? he went to the NBA, even a high school basketball star here in Hopkins. So I knew I knew of him when he was in high school. But I saw him recently at a uh, professional hockey game here. He was, you know, just a just fan in the stands. I'm like, okay, that guy's really freaking tall. Yeah. I think that's him. But I, I had to look at the girl he was with to try I, I don't know what I was trying to compare it to but like okay well she's obviously not going to be Kim no she doesn't look like Kim but no. I, in my mind I'm like well, she has to look like Kim to prove that it's Chris Humphreys I know <laughs> yeah make any sense. it doesn't make any sense yeah <laughs> it was him I, it was yeah yeah the, somebody wrote about it online the next day is he your so. most famous Minnesotan other than Prince oh. and Swartzen and Chuck Knobloch <laughs> Chuck Knobloch I, I, uh, I was at the show here Wednesday night and you freaking mentioned Wally Zerbiak yeah, like, where did that come from dude well, yeah, because I was trying to, I think I was trying to inquire about who your people getting starstruck over. Well, oh, no, he, it was about, it was the, the the gals from Keene State in New Hampshire. That's right, that's right. That were talking about how they enjoyed uh, a giant wiener uh, Wally, in a man. And I was like, that's right. I think I said something about Zerbiak. Packing heat. Packing heat, yeah. <laughs> he was actually in town recently for the uh, Final Four oh, last cool. weekend. He was doing some TV stuff. Uh, Maria Bamford, she's pretty famous. Oh, she's from famous. Minnesota. That's awesome. If we're going to stick to comedy, yeah. Bamford. That's Louis awesome. Anderson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Louis. I don't go to the Mall of America anymore. <laughs> Not since they took out the Ninja Turtle roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Lonnie Anderson. Remember her? From WKRP. Oh, wow. In Cincinnati. And the only reason that even hit my head here just now is because Louie and Lonnie, no relation, did Mall of America commercials together. That's awesome. Yeah. Were they good? Well, I mean, how couldn't they be? Yeah. Come I on. just feel like that mall, oh, excuse me. Uh, that mall sells itself, but if you can add in an Anderson right, to really pump up the promos... Uh huh. And you do want to tell the people about you know new stores, new treats, new deals, because people are already going to the mall. But if they're going with like extra purpose, you know, I feel like wow, we're going to get some Levi's, but also like Jamba Juice now is giving you know free boosts. Sure. Every... Well, I mean, which Levi store you're the closest to? Yeah, there could be four. There's probably there four be, of them. There's yeah. that mall's huge. Yeah. I want to know, Adam. Have you been at Acme before this week? This is my first time. It is. That's yeah. what I thought. I, uh, I've i played the Mystic Lake Casino. I have done the House of Comedy. You have? Um, okay. But this is the club that I was hearing all the, the hubbub about. Yeah. Swartzen, uh, my podcast partner and heterosexual life mate, Brad Williams, <laughs> uh, raved about it. And uh, Christina P. raved yeah. about it. Just A lot here. of great people in comics worthy of taking their uh, their, t- their tips. Um. Yeah, and it's everything I thought it would be and more. I mean, the the underground basement vibe is real cool. It's lit really well. Yep. It's spaced out well. The the pillars don't feel like they're in the way of, of any view. I think they, they did the seats right. And I like a, an intimate room, man. I, I've gotten, you know, to do some really cool theaters and <clears throat> and have some really cool ones coming up. Um, I'm doing this big show in L.A. Uh, next Friday <clears throat> on the 26th for uh, Kevin and Bean is the big uh, morning radio, show, radio yeah. show. And they do a, a show called April Foolishness every year. And so this year it's me and Ray Romano and Felipe Esparza and Jamie Lee and Greg Fitzsimmons. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and Eddie Ift. And so and that's the Microsoft Theater, which I think is like 5,000. And uh, I'm doing some, you know, I, I usually open for Adam Devine when he does big tours. And we've oh, okay. done three to 5,000. Those are awesome. Theaters are the best. Um, I think we did the Pantages when we came through on, on his last tour. But, man, there's something really, really special about 
rooms like this. When people are right up on you, I really like to do crowd work in my uh, in my act. Yes, I noticed. And uh, and so the, an intimate room is the best place for that because <clears throat> things will live and die in the moment. If you know, you get the true uh, gauge on how something's going at, when the when the laughs carry and they're strong, and you've got the room. Man, you feel it. And 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 when it's the opposite, you feel it. And um, I also like people being right up on you and not having a, the stage is the right height. You know. Um, House of Comedy, which is a fine room as well, but um, I, I didn't enjoy how high the stage was and how f- how much you were looking down on the crowd. It, the you place know? is an airport <clears throat> hangar. <clears throat> it re- was it? No, but I no, mean, that's come actually on. a great way to describe it, man. The high you know, seat. You I'll can't give have Mark high- Mark Marin uh, said that about it when he performed there years yeah, ago. Yeah, dude, he's spot on, man. That, you can't have ceilings that high in a, in a comedy club. It's just you're you're letting the laughter escape, dude. Yeah. yeah. Who did you pro- Who did you uh, work with when you did Mystic? Um, I headlined myself a few times. There was a smaller room there. Oh, that's right. So you're, think, right. you're thinking of like the big ass theater. Oh, okay. Um, oh, they do do smaller shows. I did a, a, that's right. a duo one with Thomas Dale. Okay. Um, and then, uh, shit, uh, what is his name? Um, not Kurt. Um, Val. Is there a comic named Val? Le- Larry, Ga- Gary something. Gary... <laughs> Van Wilder, Val mm, Kilmer, sure, yep. Gary Hart, Jesus Christ, this is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> oh no, he's hilarious. Though. I shouldn't ask. He's a he's a <laughs> uh, a white dude. He's hilarious. Um, anyway, um, Minnesota's got great crowds though, man. Yeah, it's when, a blast. I want to ask you about uh, like when you came out. I was here Wednesday for the show. Awesome show all around. Should come last night, man. <laughs> Wednesday was really fun. Last night was the show of the week so far. Well, I was supposed to have softball, like, old man softball, last night, but I got uh, the fields weren't ready, so we didn't have our first game. Damn. That's why I didn't come Thursday. Damn. But I also like coming the night before I do the podcast. Yeah, That's yeah, why. no, for sure. But last night was great, huh? It was awesome, dude. It was just like again, Wednesday's crowd was fun, but it was pockets of people really enjoying themselves. And last night was just everybody was on board. Okay. So that's why I was making sure to get the audio recorded tonight because, you know, if my phone uh, sometimes craps out, uh, there was a lot. I, I felt real loose last night. You don't want to, you yeah, know, what, uh, ever. What are you doing at a weird, at a, let's talk about that right now. Well, like, so like, uh, I'm going to bring the same amount of energy to every show. Like I'm, I'm too pro at this point to like, to phone anything in or right. whatever. But it just is the fact of the matter that if a crowd is giving you way more than an, then another crowd like it's just you feed off that like yeah. at, at least i do and I, i'm sure other comics would attest to that which is how it is and you feel if they're with you more then god man you just have that much more confidence to to uh riff and 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 i felt loose i felt like there were new bits that i was like oh, you know what i'm gonna try this because this crowd's so great and then this one story i went into that i've only told uh three times i ended up adding Again, because I was so locked in on it, and I wanted it to be great for them. So I, I, I really stayed in the pocket on it. And, man, I found, like, three or four new lines and beats to it that will only, you know, and I'm still looking for uh, a strong ending for it. But, man, it was exciting to have, I mean, you know, there's nothing better than, than having a new bit work, but also finding a new bit on stage and having something that you're like, oh, this is a casual story that I hadn't really put into the rotation yet because I just haven't for whatever reason. Sure. And then last night... Like that crowd gave me the confidence to do that, and that 
that's pretty awesome, man. There's how, nothing like that. How often are you doing weeks that start on a Tuesday? But very seldomly. This <laughs> right. is maybe the only one I think that does that. That's what I figured. Chicago Zanies does a uh, in Old Town does a Wednesday through Saturday. So it kind of makes sense that you know now you uh, last night was your third night yeah. this week. It makes sense that that you know as you get deeper into the week, yeah, trying more new stuff. Yeah, right? well, I mean, I cannot even. I mean, what's well, a fifteen minute set or an hour and change? Like, I can't not have, and that's why crowd work is uh such a delight because that does break the the fourth wall and and give me something to look forward to that is going to be brand new okay but i try to have that be material wise as well so that i can't do the same thing every time man like there's no show i start where the order is the same i usually open with some crowd work that's yeah like you did wednesday yeah just to kind of like welcome people to the party just getting up and immediately jumping into jokes is fine and i and i've done that plenty of times and um but I like to feel the room and just kind of, I don't know, just kind of almost like walking into a room and, you know, everyone's like, surprise, and you're at a birthday party, <laughs> and then you got to say something. It's like you wouldn't just go into a speech. You'd kind of like say some things and break, probably call somebody out, make fun yeah. of somebody. Oh, look at Dan's here. Look at his vibe. I don't know. Like you just, there's a sense of of easing into something. And I think giving yourself somewhere to start. You oh, know? I agree. As Someone's- an audience member, I like it too because it also shows that, you know what, he's probably going to play around all night. Oh, it gives you that vibe, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you want and 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 if you can get some fun moments off the cuff right off the bat, I think you're you're really uh, grabbing people's attention sure. even more so than you would if you came out just firing with jokes because sure. they expect you to do that. So if you're doing the the alternative, then <laughs> you can't ask a question of an audience member and get a dud response back. I mean, and you can. There's a way to have to deal it. with that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> They're certainly not the professionals. Uh oh. There's no doubt about that. What do you got in the bag there? Man, these things are called muffies. Muffies? That sounds kind of dirty. It does. Um, the little egg bites. And man, that's way spongier than I thought it was going to be. What a bummer. <laughs> Damn, man. You know when you see something in a, in, wrapped up in a coffee shop, and you're like, that looks delicious. And they're like, do you want me to heat it up? And I'm like, yeah. And then they don't. Oh. And it's just cold and spongy. You should have taken there. That, that was a hint. Oh, boy. It's- it looks good, though. It looks tasty. Anyway. They were trying to tell you I should heat this up. Enough about the muffies. Yeah. They were like, yeah. Maybe they were just like, wouldn't it be great if we heated this up for you? Yeah. Here you go. Here's a cold egg in a bag. (laughs) Um, I got a whole list of stuff I want to talk to you about. Let's do it. Uh, I'm just going to skip right to this one because I I don't want to miss it. Uh, In your set, you talk about... And in my research, I saw some other stuff about yep. it. You were Wolverine yeah. at Universal. I just took a family trip uh, to the Universal in Florida for the first time, just a month and a half ago. I saw it, then I just happened to see the Wolverine guy there that Whoa. day. He came in on his... Uh, ATV. Yeah, like a three-wheel ATV, uh-huh. right? Yeah, we used yeah. to parade around the park uh, at the Hollywood. That's the one I worked at, okay. the Hollywood Universal Studios. Uh-huh. And it would be... Three times a day, myself, Storm, Captain America, Green Goblin, and Spider-Man. <laughs> would, My buddies. Uh, yeah, would <laughs> would casually, I mean, you know, pull back the pull back the screen, and you know, we're talking Dan, Carissa, Steve, Mark, Adam, and Alan, <laughs> the real heroes. <laughs> Alan. Yeah, <laughs> Alan was our Spider-Man. <clears throat> we did have a gay Spider-Man. That was. You know, that was one of my first jokes when I would talk about working there, and I was like, my Spider-Man's a gay, I go, which is fine. I go, he's super flexible and limber, he's in great shape, you know? And um, 
So, but sometimes I feel like he's, you know, making some some character choices that aren't consistent with with what we've gotten to know as Spider Man. Like he'll be like, "Back away, kids, or I'm going to shoot my web all over you." And I'm like, "All right, well, you don't have to say it like that. You can <laughs> still put your hand out, maybe like firm it up a little." Um, but uh, man, they would have us parade around the park on these ATVs, and I was at the end. And we'd come out, and we would we'd all pull out together, you know, room, room, yeah. and then we'd stand up and pose, and people would go, oh, all the Avengers at once, because you're out there separately roaming around in shifts, so only uh, a handful of times during the day would all the, the uh, characters come out together, so sure. that was a big deal. People wanted pictures with the whole group, Yeah, and so we'd go out there, and some kid runs up to me to take a picture with me. This is, my, by the way, my, like my third week working there. And he's taking a picture, standing right next to my ATV, and I'm like, "All right, hurry up, bub! Like, I gotta, I gotta catch up with the Avengers in the parade." And, and um, that's the voice I would do too. I always, always joke about that. Like, I was like, "I'd be, hey, what's up? I'm Wolverine. You know, hey, have, have you met Captain America? You, you met Shrek? Have you been riding the movies? You know?" And, and then in the, in the joke, I say, and then I hear parents pull their kids away. Like, is Wolverine supposed to sound like Tony Danza, or is that like a character choice? Are we in a Who's the Boss theme park? <laughs> To Disney by Who's the Boss or Universal. And so this kid's next to me and I and he takes the picture and then I, I think he's stepped away. So I, I turn up the juice and I start to drive away and I feel the wheel go up and over no, something. No. And then I turn back and I see this no. kid just go no. And I was like, Oh man. Just ran over a fucking seven year old's no. foot as Wolverine. So now I'm thinking I have a real quick decision to make about what to say, how to like, you know, calm him down. So I'm staring at him and I'm like, all these options in my head of like, should I say, you know, hang in there, bub, or like, you know, shit happens, or like your foot was in the way, or you know, I'm Wolverine. Maybe just say that. I didn't say anything because I couldn't come up with an answer quick enough. So I just drove away. Oh no! So I, I basically <laughs> break it down is what happened to this kid who's emotionally scarred forever. Yeah. Wolverine. Runs over your foot, stares you down, and then drives away. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't get fired after that because I remember I get back and I'm, I go over to the you know Captain America. And I was like, Yo, dude, Casey was his name. One of them. There's okay. three for each. You know, I was third string Wolverine. Sure. And um, and so I I I go, Casey, do I th- I think I'm gonna get fired? He's like, What? Well, I go ran over this kid's foot, and he's like, That's not good. I'm like, No, it's not, man. I was like, Is he gonna report me? He's like, No, he probably like was so pumped to meet you, he didn't even feel it. And I was like, I love where your head's at. I was like, but I ran over pretty hard, and I was going pretty fast. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, all right, well, soak up this last day. You know, this could be this could be it. But thankfully, no charges were pressed. And uh, but yeah, dude, that he that, didn't even leave with a free pass, probably I for know, another dude. day. Yeah, if they complain, you know, you have to go out of your way to complain to get to get that extra stuff. But it, it was a cool place to work because everyone's always in a good mood. You're a part of everyone's family vacation. Yeah, I used to have people come up to me. At open mics at the comedy store, being like, and I would talk about it, and uh, and just crowd members that were there that were on vacation, and they'd be like, "You were in our family picture today," and I was like, "Oh God, please let me just be a comic right now." On the same day, yeah, no shit, yeah, it's crazy because you, you are taking so many pictures, yeah, so you forget that like I'm probably in so like that's you know it will be cool if I you know get to a certain level to where. You know, and, and it's real. I mean, I've, t- I've talked about it. People start busting those out. Yeah, busting those out. Yeah. And, you know, it becomes like some sort of cool memorabilia. Uh-huh. I mean, that'd be cool. Because it is, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, most people that work at, at the theme park are in the business in some form. Sure. And uh, even when I was a tour guide on the Backlot Tour, so many, I mean, so many people did that that have, um, you know, are, are still in the business and succeeding. Handful of comics I know. Paul Feig was a backlot a tour guide at one point, and we, we jammed over that when I first met him. Um, which yeah. which which uh, job pays better? 
A Paul Feig movie or being Wolverine? <laughs> oh, definitely a Paul Feig movie. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard. No, uh, Wolverine or Tour Wolverine Guide. Did. That's why I moved on to that. The Tour okay. Guide was maybe at that time was like eight fifty an hour because you need to accumulate a certain amount of hours to get the pay bump. And I was just not. I was only doing the Tour Guide in the summertime while I was in, in uh, acting school at, at USC. And so I, I didn't have enough hours to get more cash and so by the time I graduated I was like well I still want to keep working there I don't want to wait, wait tables so uh, I was like what other <laughs> jobs in the park are and and then I saw that the face characters were hiring and, and I couldn't be Fiona you know not with that attitude <laughs> and uh, Shrek I just didn't want to put on that heavy <laughs> fucking fat head and so I was like oh, I'll be Wolverine but again I didn't know shit so I you know they want you to go in in character and just improvise as the character so I wore this like tight black muscle tee and some way better shape and uh, you know to have the confidence to wear a muscle tee and then I go and I big sideburns and grew my hair out and they're like what's your name and I'm like Wolverine and they're like and uh, who are your friends and I'm like well you know uh, Chad and uh, Trevor uh my buddy Brian picked me up from the airport last week. He's he's back in the friend circle, <laughs> and and they're just like, yeah. What about Storm and Captain America? And I'm like, oh yeah, they're cool. You know, Cause I just, again, I don't know much about that world. Love it. And uh, and I was also trying to be funny. I thought that would maybe yeah. separate me a little bit. Uh-huh. And then like, what what are your special skills? And I was like, uh, calligraphy. And uh, I'm picking up uh, the flamenco guitar. Uh, I could do this. And I started doing these weird jump kicks. And they're like, what about healing yourself? I'm like. Uh, oh yeah, is that something I do? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got you know I, I you know and I think that that contributed to me I think getting the job a little bit. They only needed one more Wolverine. There was the guy that was ahead of me um, was uh, uh, was the actual uh, Wolverine that's in the movies. Yeah, dude, <laughs> uh, hilarious Hugh Jackman. Um, and uh, yeah, he he would show up in Wolverine apparel and uh which was um really crazy because you'd be like yo dude we know you're you know we know you play wolverine you don't have to wear wolverine t-shirts at work um but he would always give me advice too which was crazy he was like yeah dude when you go out there like blah blah, blah and say this and i was like yeah dude it's not rocket science like we put on the fake fangs you get the fake abs going like you walk around you take pics like what was the number one rule from universal to you guys well, there's a thing called ten and was it ten and five, where it's see someone from ten feet away. Oh yeah, and Gre- greet them well, five. greeting them, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but you know that's that was uh, you know I I didn't want to be there forever, which was the trap because some people get so comfortable. It was you know <clears throat> to your question about the money, I think it was like twenty three bucks an hour as Wolverine oh, hey. for seven hours a day. So that's yeah, not- I was able to survive, and then I started getting road work, and Bobby Lee started taking me on the road with him, and. And I was like, all right, it's time to, uh, um, time to, uh, well, I, I mean, they fired me because it's a point system, you know, and, uh, they were like, all right, turn in your, your fangs and your claws <laughs> and being just real dicks about it. But it was, I'm keeping the fangs. Move. Yeah, I'm keeping the fangs. <laughs> just remember the good old days. <laughs> Just to show people I really was this. Sadly, I only, I wish, you know, videos and phones were more prevalent because I have one shot of me as Wolverine that I had somebody take randomly one day. I was like, oh, like, I want to show my mom what this looks like, mm-hmm. you know, because she's still doubting that this is what I'm doing. Um, 
And so I have one picture of me in a full uniform, and it's pretty crazy. Honey, you is, made it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom, I'm Wolverine. Well, great. At a theme park. Okay, I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to buy me a new house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Universal dollars. <laughs> I get uh, front of the line passes to the uh, That's right. Terminator ride. Is that? That's like a free house, right? Hell Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, we paid for those fast passes at Universal, and I can't afford those. But walking past people, I kept thinking, like, you guys didn't spend your money wisely because this is so worth it. Skipping yeah. those lines, holy crap! Oh yeah, dude, yeah, way worth it, absolutely way worth it. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about. You, uh, you briefly mentioned uh, you said acting school at USC. Oh yeah, that's where I went. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. Uh, what was first, comedy or acting? Um. It's kind of they kind of look I was always kind of a funny kid and then I uh, acting for sure like that's what I was doing I did you know plays in elementary school musicals all through high school and then you know always had funny on my you know barometer is like something I wanted to be a part of what I did in the entertainment business but you know I was and I thought SNL that was always something I wanted to do like something sketch related and, and play characters so I knew a lot of those guys did stand up I think it was based off of like Jimmy Fallon and, and uh, Daryl Hammond and so sure I was like I should start doing it at some point so I started doing open mics in Seattle before I moved to LA maybe like three or four just to have a uh, feel for it so when I got to LA it didn't feel so overwhelming to start there Yeah, and then got into the acting school at SC a real, you know, rigorous, demanding program. So wasn't a lot of time to leave campus and go do mics, which I wouldn't have anyway because I wanted to soak up the college experience. And uh, and by the way, I got in legit. Uh, just finished paying off my loans maybe three years ago. So uh, congrats. No, no Lori Laughlin situation uh-huh. here. Um, but uh, yeah, it it was kind of one of those things where you know the acting school was so great and a lot of really uh, terrific training but then there were times where I was like maybe I should just quit and go to New York and try to do that I almost did that my sophomore year my acting teacher convinced me not to which I'm so glad was the case were you gonna go with someone else by yourself I was just by myself I just was like you know what I don't I want to be there I want to be I want to be on that show I mean and look maybe it would have happened who knows like that's there are those stories but man I was just gonna bounce and like not even tell my folks and just drop out and move and like god that would have been fucking crazy but that's a big you know again all the uh, things that I picked up in college and and especially in the trading at SC was uh, you know it was super beneficial but um, I'd say acting came first and that's why I do so many act outs in my stand up because I like when I'm telling stories I just I feel like that's a sweet part of the deal if you can really portray someone or and it's fun too like people it's fun for me to to take on whoever i'm doing in the story and and um and perform you know? oh yeah so there was a good one uh, wednesday night you're up here performing uh-huh. you know at, at the core of it so there was one i laughed i won't give it away but you uh you, you, you were on this part of the stage yeah. here and at the end of the joke you were dropping your pant like you're miming dropping your pants oh yeah the, oh the bro that comes up to me after the show very and, funny i laughed really hard it's really homoerotic yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take a picture with you i want to suck your dick that's <laughs> happened two or three times and now when i do the joke about a guy get me like is it no homo can i get a picture i ain't trying to fuck you you know and i did that in san francisco once and this guy came up he goes he goes can we get pictures he goes I'm not trying to suck your dick <laughs> unless you want me to and I was like okay man I gotta stop doing that joke <laughs> getting too many BJ offers right right it's like talking about <laughs> weed on stage everybody offers you weed oh, I know. after the show like, I know yeah that's good <laughs> sadly I haven't gotten as much of the pot offers as I want no the poffers uh who is it telling me? Oh, Kevin Nealon said after Weeds, people just were giving him so much pot. Oh, he sure. doesn't smoke, you know? No! So, oh, yeah. really? What a bummer, right? <laughs> Maybe he'll start. 
shit. There's time, Kev. Be somebody else's supplier. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least take it and give it away. Um, but yeah, like, like stand-up, uh, you know, came after, but now it's, now they're just synonymous. When people ask, like, what do you like better? It's like, man, you can't, there's nothing like stand-up. Just, at, you know, doing movies and TV is so great and fun and necessary for the, the career bump. But Sure. But man, you, just being out here by yourself and and being in full control, of just you, is like, you know, that's why people are so. I can't believe you do that, or so envious, or the amount of people I've already had in the, the few days of being here that are just like, my friends tell me I should do stand up, and it looks I'm pretty funny. Like everybody, deep down, even if they're genuinely terrified of it, wants to do it, like because it's. I mean, it's you know when I used to see. I'll go to the Laugh Factory by myself when I was in a long-distance relationship right after college and just to keep busy but also to be distracted and and learn from the best and take advantage of being in L.A. where there was so many great comics around. And Dan Cook was who I'm about to do a couple dates with on his new tour, which is crazy, full circle. I would go watch him uh, because he was just right before SNL and movies, just the biggest thing in in comedy oh yeah and literally they put his name on the laugh factory website sold out two minutes later uh-huh. so i would call and i'd get tickets and or buy one online and then i'd go and i met a few comics and then i would see that they were on the lineup so i'd go just to also maybe be able to say hello to one person sure and i went and watched him in the back and was so mesmerized intimidated and inspired where i was just like well i'll never be able to do that because I didn't know that you know you eventually develop your own point of view, sure. your own stage presence and personality. But I was, so, but I looked so fun, and I wanted to have the audience in the palm of my hand the way he did. And I knew the work it required, so that was scary because I was like, oh, man, I, I just want to be that good. Yeah. So then I go home and be like, ah, I get it. Maybe I just won't. And then I go, but man, all right, I'm going to look up. Go, all right, going to these open mics tomorrow, and then do a couple sets, and then it's kind of a bummer. And only comics, and you, you know, you have that vision of what you just saw that you want, and then I go back being like, fuck it, I'm not going back. And then I, you know, be sitting around and go see another show and be like, God, all right, I gotta, I gotta get there. And then. My girl and I broke up. She fucked the cameraman. Thanks for bringing it up. And we broke up. <laughs> and uh, in Reno, Nevada, I wrote a song about it and had it turned into a cartoon. It's on my YouTube channel, Adam Ray Comedy. Type in Reno Cheater music video. Uh, in fact, actually, let me pull it up and play a little bit of it. Cool? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. And she, uh, yeah, so then after we broke up, I was like, all right, now there's no reason to not go full into this, you know? Because it is a commitment, man. And that's what people get so... Uh, scared of and is the the jumping in fully and and treating it as plan A and plan B sure you know so that you're not giving yourself a reason to to put it on the back burner and man once I did that it was like I started to get into it and enjoy it more but also it was like then it just consumes you and it's like a drug you know so uh, we dated and then she moved to uh... alright I'll play just a, a minute or two of this sure A year that should have been great I was in love with the girl I met in school She had boobs and a heart I never heard her fart okay, yeah, yeah. And one time we had sex In a gap dressing room True. But then she moved <laughs> to New York To start a new life and I- Oh no, somebody's oh, calling no. me I knew we'd make it work Cause I thought that she'd be my wife Well, she moved again I've never been. It was kind of like Vegas, but not at all. She moved to 
<laughs> anyway, and then so teasing what happens, which you know, mm-hmm. you know, but then uh, and apparently the guy who we animate and I say his real name, just his first name is Jeff. Yeah, a friend of mine got a job there later, and she was like, when I made the video and posted it, she was like, <clears throat> she was like, uh, yo, that song circulated around the office, <clears throat> and um. And uh, he heard the song uh, and thought it was hilarious because he still works here. Okay. And I was like, of course he thinks it's hilarious. He fucked my girlfriend. Yeah, he thinks he's king shit yeah, now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, but but uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, maybe I should, because after I did it, I was like, maybe I should post it on his Facebook wall and just be like, hey, got some closure on this. All good. Things have moved on. And then she goes, I don't know if I'd do that. He, like, was in Iraq for a little bit. Oh. And, like, has... he's He had, like he takes medicine for, like, his blood's weird. And I was like... What, is, what does that his mean? His blood's weird is code for mean? don't post on his Facebook <laughs> oh, what wall. What the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I don't know if his blood's weird is the medical term for what he has going on. But it's his enough. His trigger finger's <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cartoon music videos about him is, is, uh, is kind of what sets him off nowadays. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, there was a thing I, I read about in the last 24 hours. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is putting together. They're going to do live versions of All in the Family and uh, the Jeffersons on TV. No way. Next month. Have you heard? You haven't heard about no. this? Woody Harrelson <laughs> is going to play Archie Bunker. And they're going to have other people. Uh, Jamie Foxx is going to be George Jefferson. Holy shit. But it's going to be one of these things where they do it, you know, live on on national TV, on, on ABC. It's the way 30 live. Rock did a, a Yes. Live. Wow. Yeah. Dude. That's unbelievable. Right? Could you see yourself doing something like that? Oh, yeah, dude. Well, that's why SNL was so appealing. And even just doing that one season of Mad TV when it got rebooted was so cool because we got, you know, the live audience for for pre-tapes sketches. But, yeah, dude, I mean, being – and I've done, you know, uh, a handful of live stuff for sitcom TV uh, with the audience. and But, man, true live – I mean, that's why SNL is so appealing still because – and why stand-up is great because it fills – that it's that live fix, uh-huh. and which is honestly why I started doing it more is because I was doing so much theater in college and high school, and I and I loved it. I just loved being on stage. It's just like a a rare rush, and, and again a drug after a while. And um, and so stand up, I was like, oh, that's a way to continue that without. Um, you know, having to lock myself in for six months doing a play, which I would still love to get back to. I just went and saw a buddy of mine on Broadway, and, it, and he crushed it, and it was so. Um, it got me. Like, sure, it makes you want to do it. Yeah, too. for sure. Oh, so yeah, 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 doing a live TV thing, I would do that in a heartbeat. And comics are, you know, if you're an, a comic that can act, like that's what a perfect vehicle to showcase those skills. You know, mm-hmm. that's cool. They're doing that. Yeah, Marissa Tomei is going to be Edith wow. Bunker. Yeah, with Woody. Uh huh. That's amazing. Yeah, there were some other names you'd recognize. I can't. They should do a live, <clears throat> live white man can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> the Dookie the, Brothers. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Or a live DuckTales reading. Foods that begin with the letter Q. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? That's amazing. What is a quince? <clears throat> or whatever it was. I don't remember that part. She was so good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, how, how much time have we been here? We're good, let's, yeah. We're good. Oh, yeah. Well, let's... Uh, I listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. Oh, appreciate it. 
Good stuff. Really good stuff. Which episodes? Tone Bell. Oh, cool. New one. And then I went back a few weeks to Ron Funches. Oh, great. Listen to that one. Nice. Both really good. Um, I like them a lot. I love podcasts with like what you're doing, just you and a buddy goofing around, talking to another person. We try to keep it loose. There's obviously podcasts with themes that crush it. Sure. We have our maps and we try to get autobiographical and talk about current stuff, but we keep it open to have the way Brad and I hang, where it's you're shooting the shit and go off on tangents. We joke around a lot. I mean, um, you know, that's what's most fun to us. And people enjoy our podcast because they like feeling like they're in the room with us and they get to know us through that. And it's a real, real loose vibe. And it's just a fun conversation that you get to uh, hear with somebody that you, um, you know, are a fan of. And, Man, there's been so many people I've gotten to know better through, you know, Dana Carvey, uh, uh, Carvey we've uh, had on now seven times um, from Brad, and now he's become a good bud of mine, and we're having a meeting on Monday about trying to do some shit together, and nice. you know, we've had on Sandra Bullock, and, and Bob Saget, and Melissa McCarthy, and Neil Patrick Harris, and Schwartzen, and David Tell, and Jeff Ross, and Sebastian, Cristalia, Burke Kreischer. Yeah, um, I looked at your list. Yeah, man, it's 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 pretty cool to look back, and uh, we just had on Craig Ferguson, and the, and the Chainsmokers, and... Billy Gardell and and Neilan obviously and and to look back and see how many um even you know we made this cartoon with our Tiffany Haddish episode from a while back just to try to like re-put that one back out sure Tony Danza's done it I interviewed him as Tony Danza we should go back and listen to okay so I saw that that it really was Tony Danza because I'm like is this I knew his manager for a little bit we tried to do a funnier dive video and then he got on Broadway and uh uh, this guy Jason Robert Brown who's on the podcast who has Tony's and is an amazing he's a Broadway uh you know legend and uh lyricist and, and composer and he did the music for Honeymoon in Vegas that Danza was on in Broadway so I using both of them got flew myself out there to interview him and interviewed him as Tony for the last 10 minutes <laughs> and it's um awesome man it's really I don't yeah. see if I can even find it yeah he uh, it's still on iTunes I saw it earlier today oh yeah and and yeah man I mean he uh he was so gracious and and but again like meeting all those people and getting look Sandra Bullock had never done a podcast and she took the time because we're homies and and she had some stuff to promote obviously and and, and you met uh, her doing a movie doing the heat yeah yeah I was uh, one of the bad guys in that but it's uh helps for tickets helps for all there's so many skill sets you gain and grow from and uh being able to just chat it up with anybody and then becoming developing friendships and it's a great way to get people when i you know met um jason derulo doing some press for mad tv and i was making him laugh because i was making fun of the guy on the bachelor uh, at the time because it was this like segment about what women want you know and derulo was there to be hot and cool and i was there to be funny and and nick vial who we've had on the podcast now the bachelor uh, was there to to be uh, you know hot and eye candy and so I was like all right well I can't just give real answers I need to like make jokes so I uh, I started uh, like shitting on him because he was giving these insanely stupid answers uh-huh. God bless you Nick and like trying to be real cool and uh, and Drulo was losing it and at the end of it I was like man I, I'm headlining the improv this weekend he's like dude I want to come he's like hey, take my number let's let's kick it I was like yeah let's be best friends Jason Drulo you know and uh, and then uh, he hit me up like I tried to get him on the podcast months go by and all of a sudden randomly just hits me up and goes can you can you and Brad come to my my place tomorrow. So go to his fucking mansion, wait for an hour outside of his recording studio while he finishes up, and then we went in and did it, and it was uh, 
so like having it for that reason to to be like to orchestrate another hang and another yeah. chat um and you know we're genuinely interested in these people when we're sitting down with them it's like there's you start to hang after a while i mean shit i'm just trying to find the dance one and looking at tiffany amber Thiessen and like that that one was who uh, knew her how what's the connection on that one so i did this movie with thomas lennon and willie garson called the bellman it comes out in the summer uh, Netflix and uh, it's like what hot American summer meets Anchorman about I'm the lead bellman at a, a resort in Tucson Arizona you know I've kind of Van Wildery never really progressed in my spot and the girl I like get away is now promoted above me and I'm trying to get her back but also maintain my you know cool uh, head of the pack to the guys that look up to me as the head bellman uh, real funny uh, Thomas Lennon crushes and uh and so Willie Garson, who was on White Collar with Tiffany, um, put in a good word for oh. me and, and linked us up. All right, I think I found the Danza thing. You want to hear it? Yeah. Come on. We are in a basement. We are in a basement. <laughs> Come on, Danza. Power through the Wi-Fi. That's right. Dude, this guy, did you ever watch his talk show? Get a mm, talk show. Yeah, my senior year of college, it would be on syndicated on ABC, uh-huh. like super late night, like two. My uh, stoner acting buddy roommates and I would watch Nick Arcade from one to two, and then the Tony Danza show from two to three every night, and just giggle our fucking asses off. He would literally do these monologues. He would tap dance, sing. I was going to say, did he tap dance in the beginning? Yeah. yeah, and he was just. I think ABC loved the idea of Danza for a talk show because he was so damn likable. <laughs> but he, his monologues didn't have any jokes; they were just setups and then exits. So he'd be like, "What's going on in the news? Oh, the uh, Yankees. The uh, Yankees uh, didn't make the playoffs this year, which is a real, a real big bummer because I love those uniforms, the black and the white and the stripes. You know, I have a both both colors. I got black friends. I got white friends. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, oh, uh, Julie Roberts. Uh, <laughs> Julie Roberts had twins, uh, which of course is uh, you know tough to tell those two alike. So I hope she'll have to draw a line on one." their faces or something oh uh funny story i go to uh, uh the store last night cvs my wife tracy goes tony go to, go get some toothpaste get some bread get some eggs and uh and i go down uh to the store i get the bread i get the eggs i forget the toothpaste i get home she goes where's the toothpaste tony i go oh you have to brush your teeth with some with something anyway we got a great show tonight. kelsey grammar's here you know all right i think i found it ready and you can either if you have one in mind because everybody just blew it you're right uh all right what did i tell you this is sort of my team you want a little, a little taste of that uh, wait, wait. Uh, right now, my yeah. favorite supposed first and oh. used to meet um, that right, Tony Danza interview me. Tony Danza. That's me. Yeah. The boss, not Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Let's get to know me. First question. Uh, what's, what's my favorite food? Uh, your favorite food is um, anything Italian, basically. Um, <laughs> let's see. My favorite would be, um, I just had it the other day. I had a lasagna. Oh, and you know what's the secret to a great lasagna? I do. It's the sauce. No, it's not. Oh. No, of course you have to have good sauce. You got to have good sauce. <laughs> but the secret is, is that you have to make the meatballs first and use the meatballs as the meat in the, in the, in the lasagna. Otherwise, right. you just have a hamburger. You have a hamburger. In your lasagna. <laughs> in your lasagna. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm All right. saying. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, yeah, dude. Like, what a good sport, you know? That's what you're saying. That's what yeah, I'm that's saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm you, you're me. What's happening? Yeah. But he's like, dude, I mean, to be a boxer and like a singer, and I think now he's doing this tour of like jazz standards, you know? Like, what a. Dude, there's so many just freakishly talented people. He'll like end that. up with a residency in Vegas if that hasn't happened already. Right? I hope so, man. Yeah. If, if there's a God in this world, <laughs> which I think there is because Trump's about to get impeached. So yeah, there's a commercial. Um, 
there's a commercial out right now for some app. Doesn't matter what it is, but the tagline is uh, uh, they say Tony Danza loves it. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, it says uh, you know download it now. Millions of Americans can't be wrong. Whoa. Mm, Really? Whoa. Millions of Americans can't be wrong. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Suspicious. Huh. I've seen plenty of mistakes made. (laughs) Plenty. Yeah. Seen plenty of mistakes made. Like the my pillow guy. Oh. Big mistake making that pillow. What a sleaze ball. Oh, there's my new answer for the most famous Minnesotan. Mike Lindell's from Minnesota? Dude, this is the home of my pillow. That I'm not proud. Pillow sucks. I bought it. I've talked about it on this podcast before. It 100% sucks. Thank you. God, I knew we were friends. This guy took advantage of people who can't afford pillows and was like, I used to sleep on feet. Now, I was a crackhead, you know? So trust me for relaxation trips, yeah. tips. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's your first problem is trusting a junkie about how to get rest. You yes. know what I'm saying? This guy used to think the alphabet started with, <laughs> and now we're just like, all right, so this is who I'm going to for my, uh, my Z's tips. He also just like, his persona on TV, like, you know, being likable goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're on TV trying to push a product on people, make them think that they're not living their life properly without it. I uh, Big big problem with Lindell. Yeah. Don't trust the stash. In my home state of Minnesota. Oh, yeah, dude. But, dude, billionaire. Kind of, kind of an inspiring story. I'm surprised there hasn't been a Lifetime original movie on him yet, you know? Do you ever watch those? Like, I watched the Britney Spears one. I watched oh the, the Full House uh, um, real, the true story. No. They're so bad. They're so good, no. dude. I mean, literally the Full House. The Saved by the Bell one. Because the kids, the actors don't. Like, Zach Morris was like a Filipino woman. Like, it's <laughs> the, the casting is so off. That's a joke, but they are that bad. Like, nobody really looks like the person because they just can't find somebody that's good I was going to say, and they're, they're not doing that to be uh, woke. They're doing that because that's no. who they could find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the the kid who played Mar- uh, AC Slater was like just so unslatery, you know, <laughs> uh, wimpy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, you get the essence of them. But but th- that's why they're fun to watch. You know, it's that it's that reality, that hate love. You know, um, I've been that. I've been watching nonstop, <clears throat> uh, naked and afraid on demand on Discovery. I can't get enough of that show. We just got Discovery Channel back in my house. Discovery Channel. Oh really? Naked and afraid. You ever watch that? Naked and afraid. It's like uh, Survivor, but there's just two people and they have no clothes on and they have 21 days on a deserted world. Wait a second. Yes. Um, My dad uh, got me into that. And I can't get enough of it. I love it. Uh, That show is phenomenal. I don't want to know how how fake it is because I I enjoy being fooled. My my dad has rewatched all, I think, seven seasons. And uh, he's 75. He's a doc. And when he gets home, he's just chilling. Uh, I'm watching shows and then giving me updates and, and we'll have some fun banter, some some fun father-son banter about Naked and Afraid. And boy, I watched two episodes with him. I mean, Jesus Christ, this one woman lost like 30 pounds and the oh, dude yeah. bailed on her and they were just like, all right, so now you're on your own, Kimberly. And she's just like, all right, hope yeah. we don't get raped out here. Are those berries? Fuck, <laughs> what time is it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sticking my hand in that hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. Look how hungry I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we, we need to talk about your uh, participation in the NBA Celebrity All-Star oh, Game. Oh, boy. Because Bucket I list. turned that on. I'm a sucker for those <clears throat> celebrities. 
celebrity games. Yeah, they're Whether, silly and they're fun. They're completely silly. I love the the baseball, the softball game, oh, the rock and jocks. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But I'll watch it every year did if I'm in know, front of a TV. Uh, Brad and I were in it. Or did you know? I, like, did you know uh, who we were when you were watching it? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yes. And that's the fun about it, too, is to yep. see people, especially comedians, do it, where they're like, who the fuck is that guy? I could be in there. You know? And that's why I I've had joking. other comedians on the show, and it's come up, and they're like, man, my dream. Mikey Winfield? You know, oh, yeah. Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said on this podcast several of times, course. his dream is to play oh, dude, in the celebrity all-star game. I mean, I jokingly say we got hit up by rappers being like, you know, who the fuck is Adam Ray? And I'd be like, thanks for the shout-out, amigos. You know? <laughs> like, but people were devastated that they didn't get asked. Little Rel was real pissed. And uh, and then so many comic buddies were just so envious, which I would have been too, man. One of my really good buds too, like, is such a, he's such a good dude, but it's just his nature to be kind of ill willed and and competitive and like he should have. I celebrate so many of his highs with him, and he just you know some people just don't operate that way, man. And he uh, he I could tell was so jealous that he he just asked me questions and kind of made jabs of like don't fucking fuck it like don't get injured and like I was like dude just you know sorry that I got free shoes and a virtual reality thing and I good friends with Adam Silver now and Guy Fieri <laughs> wanted to make me dinner you know sorry that all that happened you know sorry that Shaq called me spin move Ray um, that's fucking fantastic yeah dude are those the shoes you got from there yeah these are from the game really I have so they gave us these and these custom made Timberlands and um uh and I have uh, not taken them off since the game. I mean, they're custom made for the game. They're these like cool Kyrie's, um, but they're super comfy and they're so. I get so many compliments on them, you know, because nobody else has them, right? Yeah, and people, you know, it's it's also they just look cool, man. Yeah. I need to take better care of them or get a, get another pair. I got we got to play next year. That's how we got to you know insert ourselves. But there's a clip of some guy. You need to look it up on my Instagram at Adam Ray Comedy. I keep pulling shit up, but you know I'm gonna pull up one of these things. So this kid. I scored six points in a minute, so some kid on YouTube compiled my six points in a minute and did a little highlight reel of my six points. And this kid watches the game like you do as a fan, did not know who I was, and commentated on these six points. He cut it together, and he's just, like, freaking out about, you know, because it was crazy. I mean, I went in, I literally six points, like, back-to-back-to-back possessions. Yeah. Um, All right, so. Watching my Favorite part of All Star Weekend, that's the Celebrity All Star Game, man. And, and who is this guy here taking over? My dog, Ray, with his big moves. I'm the basket on JB's moves. Ray! Adam Ray from Seattle. Off the rebound, there's the pass. Next possession is Ray with the score. Adam Ray. Here you go, third possession in a row. Mirage for the three. Minaj misses rebound by Ray. Put back by Ray. And Ray once again, the big fella out of Seattle. That's awesome. Listen to this part. Number 33, Ray, with the score. He has six points in the last minute, Bob. Who the fuck is Bob? This guy's by himself, clearly. But yeah, dude, that was like, all I wanted was to get one. Because, again, I joke about wanting to have gone pro and sure. be in the NBA. So just to c- compete and get s- contribute somehow. Like I took a charge on one of the WNBA players, and I run back down. And she's like, did you really just take a fucking charge in a, in a all-star a celebrity all-star game? I was like, right. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to win, baby, you know? And uh, But, like, being you know on the same team as Ray Allen, ex-Sonic, you know, yeah. from uh, – that was my guy when I was – 
you know, in Seattle, I think still when he was there before I moved to LA, but, um, just to be in that environment. So it's like getting, as soon as I got that first bucket with that spin move, I was like, all right, I'm good. But then you just, you know, you get hyped up and adrenaline and I'm I'm in the game. And, and then I was, you know, I play basketball. So I'm like, look, I was running on fast breaks. I was trying to run out ahead and be open. So I was wide open on those next two buckets and, and, uh, hit a three. And if I'd hit a couple more threes, I, I, uh, as my buddy told me, he's like, you could have been an MVP conversation if you got, you know, uh, a couple more buckets. But you forget how competitive those things can uh, can get, how, how competitive people are once you get those lights on and everything's moving and shaking. Because Hassan, God bless him, kept chucking up threes at the end when we were coming back. And we're screaming at him on the bench being like, Ray Allen is wide open, <laughs> the all-time leader in three-point yes. buckets. Yeah. Give it up. Maybe pass it to him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Hassan was like, "No, man, fuck that!" Like, I'm trying to get my points yeah. too. You know, he's had his time to shine. Yeah, <laughs> Ray retired. All right, I know, dude. Still was ripping it up. He could still play. He's in such good shape. So freaking awesome that you did that. How did it? How did that happen? Oh man, so I met Adam Silver at the NBA Awards. Um, Adam Devine was presenting. He took me for my birthday. We walked the red carpet. Met a bunch of players. I looked like, as Adam says, an agent for a European player that didn't make it into the league. <laughs> I'm just going up, chumming up players. I'm like, Reggie, what's up, players? Like, what's up, playboy? You good? I was like, good, man. Adam Ray with the agency. Do you remember? He was like, yeah, come on, man, come on. He's like, you good? Enjoy yourself tonight. I was like, hey, live it up and let it, let it, live it, live. And he's like, all right, man. You know, I was just like moving and shaking, trying to act like I've been there before. Right. You know, but I did look like this agent, so. It's it's like I think they get conditioned and, you know, are good dudes, a lot of them. So they're just like, yeah, I see a guy chum it up. Like if he stops me and he has the confidence to come towards me and put his hand out, then I'm going to reciprocate. Sure. Shaq was super cool to us. Um, and uh, then Baker, Glenn Rice, um, but met Adam Silver at the after party, started chumming him up, uh, invites me to summer league. Uh, I go, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I hit up Brad. I go, we got to go. Adam Silver says he's going to take care of us. We got to see what that looks like. Has some uh, uh, people take care of us and chaperone us around to the games. And then we're sitting in the owner suite watching the uh, last game. And uh, Silver comes up. We're hanging out, shooting the shit. And Brad goes, promise me one thing. Don't let Peter Dinklage play in the Celebrity All-Star game before me. He starts laughing. He goes, yeah, done. You're in. And then I kind of take a step back. And I'm like, uh, yo, uh, Brad's just a prop. I play for real. <laughs> uh, we're a package deal on this one. And he's like, yeah, you can both play. All right, I got to get back to work. And look to his right hand man. I go, is that lip service? Are we? And he's like, hey man, he gets to decide. So stay tuned, I guess. So that's in like July. Then all of a sudden, December rolls around. I'm like, hey man, keeping we're keeping that weekend open. Just checking in. Like yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard. You know. And then they're like, we just were talking about it today. You'll get an email in a couple of weeks. And then got an email with roster and all the shit. And then it just came together. I mean, dude, it was just like an unbelievable. I mean, they give us tickets to every experience. You know, okay. dunk contest and everything. And it was just so cool, man. Um, I saw that they did. Did casinos really have odds for MVP for your game? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, I think Quavo had won it the past two years. That's why he was just chucking up shots left and right. I kept trying to make small talk with him. He wasn't having it, but he's like, you know. Did you see what the odds? Super cool. Yeah, it had like you were plus uh, twenty five hundred to win MVP. <laughs> Oh, wait, I was what? Plus twenty five hundred. <laughs> oh, nice. You bet a hundred dollars, you win MVP. That, that's a twenty five hundred dollar payout, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were uh, better odds of you winning than uh, your boy Brad. By the way, well, I'm sorry, Brad. I mean, look, we tried to do one trick play where he went through my legs, yeah, and he I was almost hit that. If he had hit that shot, the roof would have blown off uh-huh. the stadium. Absolutely, and everyone would have gotten uh, two wishes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, that's so great. 
It's so great. Are you a uh, what's your your Seattle sports fan? Uh, huge. I mean, that's you know, M's Seahawks. I'm throwing out the first pitch at the Mariners game on June 17th. What? After my birthday. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Have you done it before? First time, man. So I gotta, you know, I'm like, do I do something funny or do I just try to um, do it regular? I think that's what I'm gonna do. You know, that's how I treat you know my life in the bedroom too. I'm like, do I do it funny or do I do it regular style? Well, but it's up to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was at a Twins game once when Swartzen threw out the first pitch. How, what did he do? Just threw it normal. Yeah, I think he's done it more than once. This one was back at the Metrodome. It was years ago. I love that stadium. That's. Um, yeah, you. It's such a quick moment that I think there's not a lot of time. I know my boy Jeff Die, who's uh, here this weekend too, threw it jokingly. He's done it a handful of times. Excuse me. He jokingly, I think, threw it really high over the fence. Oh, and then kind of put just his hands a up. bit outside. Yeah, put his hands up like, "Oops, I guess you know, sure. should have practiced." But I think you just try to throw a strike. Don't don't fifty cent it, you know. Mm-hmm. Which um, have you seen that clip of fifty cent just throwing a, a bouncer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was at a Mets game. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. What a, what a cool guy. With it's also it's it's great when you see guys that are that cool just completely fumble something athletically. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh, the stars are just like oh, us. Oh, you're not perfectly cool. Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you good. probably farted on your way out to the mound. <laughs> you know, you're just a normal dude with a cool rap career and a vitamin water contract. That's right. <laughs> I'll just give me the vitamin water contract. Yeah. <laughs> um. What the hell was I looking at here? Oh, Russell Wilson, does he deserve four uh four years, hundred and forty million? Uh yes he does. And it's not my money, and he's a great quarterback. Um yeah, he uh he does he, he deserves it. He's done so much for us on and off the field. Pete Carroll pushing 70. We can't hit the reset button right now. We got too many fun pieces around us. And he's worth it, man. And if you don't pay that guy, you're saying we don't appreciate what you did for us. He's also in his prime. Mm -hmm. He's a top five quarterback. Doesn't get the credit he deserves, which is fine. He's uh, he's the fa- he's a uh, he's a Seattle sports legend. He's won us a Super Bowl in his first two, three years. I mean, he he's only getting better. And you got to keep that around, man. Like, he's in his prime. Like, you let him go, you're, you're hitting the reset button, and as you see with these guys that are trying to draft quarterbacks, they're like, man, you, you build a team around that, and you, you can't start unless you've got a dope. Unless it's like, you know, one of those old Ravens teams where your defense is so dope that Joe Flacco is good enough. But even Joe Flacco is a good enough quarterback. But, like, you know, with these with these young guys we got, you just you, you need it, man. And... And again, it's not my money. So anytime we're just like, mm-hmm. should we pay him? You try to put yourself in that front office mentality of what would I do? You know, and then maybe there might be some guys now we can't pay because of it. But like, oh, well, dude, figure it out. You know, the Super Bowl was here, you know, a year. Not the most recent one. The Thought one you guys before. were going to go. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But so they had the whole uh, media row was out at the Mall of America that week. All week they had all the TV and um, radio stations set up out at the mall i went out there one of the days just to see what was going on yeah. like all the sports celebs and what i saw a ton of people like oh yeah terry bradshaw and dr oz who was in the game with you right yeah, yeah i did uh, him up whole, a whole bunch of people one of the people i walked by uh where somebody's doing a radio interview and there's one guy standing and watching it so i stand next to him and i'm watching and it's it's a, it's a radio guy I, the host i don't i don't recognize him who he's interviewing is clearly a football player but yeah. I, I don't know who he is yeah yeah i lean over to the guy next to me i go who who is this yeah 
oh, oh that's Pat Mahomes. He's going to be the Chiefs quarterback. That was just over a year ago, yeah. and we had no fucking clue who he was. And now he he's the biggest thing around. Yeah, he's, you know, and, and the Seahawks went to go look at him a few years ago, I think, uh, to possibly draft him. Um, but I'll take Russ over Pat. I think, I don't want to say Pat's going to get injured, knock on wood, because I don't want anything bad to happen to him because he's so great for the sport. But I just, I think he's, although he might be one of those Lebr- LeBron guys that gets so much hype and then delivers. Although he didn't have a shit ton of hype <clears throat> coming before he got drafted. Oh, right? no. Uh-uh. He yeah. just kind of overexceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what an amazing talent, dude. And he's only going to get better. Hopefully the Chiefs can finally get out of the the. Oh, they did get out of the first round. They lost in the championship, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. On yeah, that shitty-ass call. <laughs> they'll be there next year, probably. Yeah. I want to ask you about... Um, oh, actually, this is just a really stupid thing. This is only for me, pretty much. Yeah. Game of Thrones, you're not a fan. I saw online, right? Yeah, man. You don't I, give a shit. I don't. I don't care about the fantasy stuff as much as I could. Two weeks in a row. I, is this a Jewish thing? <laughs> I'm Wait, kidding. Two weeks in like a row, I've, I've had Jewish comedian guests who oh, do not boy. watch Game I of you Thrones. Like two weeks in a row, you have made a public statement about not enjoying the program. Is it a Jewish? <laughs> is it no. a pre-Passover thing to hate on a show that everybody loves? <laughs> nope. Just two two Jews in a row. Neither of you watch Game who of else? Thrones. Josh Weinstein. Nice. Yeah. Josh Weinstein. You can't get more Jewy than that name. Not really. No. He's a comic. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Um. Yeah, dude. I. I tried to watch half an episode, couldn't do it. I might at some point. I just don't. I also have a tough time dedicating a lot of time to TV and movies, man. I just, I'd rather be. For someone who does TV and movies. Yeah, I know, man. (laughs) You you have to be watching stuff to know what you're auditioning for and just to stay up on what's being cast and the, the tone of programs and whatnot, but. I'd rather be writing or... I saw a thing. 54 million people watched the premiere, season premiere, illegally. Not legally. Not with a subscription. Game of Thrones. Yes. 54 million watched it without a subscription. That's almost as much as the Cosby show. (laughs) 55 million people watched me. Uh, That is crazy. Yeah. And probably the only show that's going to get those types of numbers for a while. Oh, yeah. There hasn't been a show that's garnered as much hype and um, also the timing. It, that's huge, like, to have something come out when people are still chomping at the bit for it. Mm-hmm. If they waited another year, it might have. Well, maybe people probably still would have been around I for don't it. Know. But we already waited a long time. For and then the, they'll do a movie or they'll come back with a surprise, spe- like something, right? You got to take it or do you just go out on a high note and go, that's it. I mean, there's more money to be made. I know. That's what I'm saying, dude. So, <clears throat> I think that's how that stuff works. Uh, we should mention, i have taken up plenty of your time here. But I will I wa- say this. I haven't seen any Game of Thrones, but I have seen Shanghai Nights twice in the theaters. Oh, well. And I've seen all of the Land Before Times, even the straight-to-DVD <laughs> ones. Oh, wow. I've seen- With uh, no kids, even. I've seen Cool Runnings 15 times in the last 10 years. Um, and- uh, <laughs> And I saw the sign, you know, and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. You saw the sign. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, One more thing we should mention, because it's stuff uh, involving you. Part of my research, I noticed uh, April 26th is going to be a big day for you. Yeah, really cool show. That um, Oh, my album also. Yeah. Speaking of the Kevin and Bean April Foolishness show. My album, Read the Room, uh, drops April 26th. It's available for pre-order now. Uh, at adamraycomedy.com but yeah man I recorded at the Punchline in San Francisco another historic room uh, like Acme that's got a real intimate vibe audio's great dude recorded a couple shows there's a really 
fun uh, couple crowd work moments in there that we kept in. Um, oh, great. Maybe two or three, actually. Two, I think two. And then, you know, if you see online, a lot of times I'll bring a guy named Avery Pearson, who also has a musical theater background like myself. And at the end of the show, we'll do... Um, uh, crowd work uh, like like musical crowd work um pull one more thing okay. uh like uh like uh basically making up songs off the crowd and um it's oh, i really, think i saw a few on youtube <clears throat> it's really fun it always crushes me because we just listen to each other real well and it's again something that nobody's really doing you know craig robinson does songs but he's got a lot of scripted ones and and he plays off the audience real well he's he's brilliant but uh you know ave and i uh I've been doing it for three, four years, and it's really fun. And, and now it's more selective on the weekends. But we did it in San Fran, so that'll be in there too. But, yeah, I mean, it's just you got to be putting up content. And I was thinking about self-funding a special, and now I'm you know, really trying to put together something different for a special that might be more sketch and stand-up related. And you know, and there's no real blueprint for what you have to do now. And, and um, more people are you know, uh, purchasing hours and um i'm talking with some people at all things comedy and bill burr to maybe figure out how to make that work but um oh nice but this album i'm really pumped for read the room april 26 but here's a little uh clip of one of the uh improvised songs we made up in san francisco Avery just became a dad goes no it's not she goes it's great it's what it's great it's great it's all it's better probably <laughs> that's Avery <laughs> How did she like that song? She loved it. She loved it? <laughs> so, like, yeah, that she was all off the cuff. So, like, that's so fun when, like, <laughs> you know, and we, we uh, it's kind of, you know, it's basically what I'm doing uh, with the crowd work and then just, you know, with the musical accompaniment, yeah. which is, you know, extra, extra fun and, and extra cool because people walk out and really go, oh, man, I got to see a lot of shit that was not planned, you know? There's another thing you have coming out on April 26th on Netflix. 
a certain cartoon. Oh, She-Ra. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I do uh, She-Ra's talking horse sidekick, Swift Wind. <laughs> so season two of that. And I am I was, I came in towards the end of season one, so I'm all okay. over season two. So Can I ask you a really stupid question yeah. about that? Who watches She-Ra? Is it I just, 12-year-olds? Is it 30-year-olds? Is it's it 6-year-olds? Well, there's a lot of comic con, like you know, fan base of that. I saw when they did a thing at Comic-Con, it was a lot of um, younger kids to middle-aged dudes to, uh, you know, preteen girls. So I think it spans the gamut. But, like, my uh, eight-year-old niece and ten-year-old niece really love it. Okay. Um, but then some dude at the show on Tuesday was like, Pump for she Season 2. And I was like, oh, cool. So, uh, it's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I think it kind of, but I think definitely more, look, it is female driven with mm-hmm. all the princesses and the storylines and the, the power of it all. And, uh, but, um, it's, you know, they do a good job of making the adult humor like, good. um, so that people who aren't, they want to watch with their kids can. I think most cartoons are getting real good at that. Oh yeah. Yeah. They gotta be. Uh, is there a toy with like of your likeness like of your character is there, there a toy might, there might be I'm sure if it this next season crushes and they do more I'm sure they'll get down that road I think they have She-Ra dolls it's, it's funny I you know I'm kind of like the comic relief in it and but definitely like a supporting character not one of the main ones that's in every episode I think um, so I don't get asked to do a lot of the which is crazy I just hit up their PR people I was like you guys should have me on these panels and do things like I do like just to funny it up and just to yeah. be there and like I'm the talking horse sidekick like right right oh I agree like why but they just haven't asked and so I, I tried to reach out and make myself available last time Brooks Whelan was here he had oh, just he, been at Comic Con doing Big Hero Six stuff yeah and that's maybe been around a little bit more and has a a, a, a more deeper fan base but yeah it's I mean I just want to do all that shit too like why not you know and being on a cartoon is that was the dream you know because I've lost out on so many just as you do with any job in this business one of my buddies uh, who just did the podcast Eric Bowser he's the current voice of uh, Leonardo and Fozzie Bear on Muppet Babies and oh. Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and his episode of the podcast is, is really great and uh, we prank called this Thai restaurant at the end when we have an impressionist on or someone that does voices we prank call this Thai restaurant that I order from Dana Carvey did it as Paul McCartney Ari Spears did it as DMX no. John Kite did it as Seth Rogen um, Eric Bowser did it as Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck um, shit, we had uh, Justin Roiland, the creator of Rick and Morty, do it as Rick and Morty. Um, and uh, and so uh, Eric was telling me, he goes, yeah, man, you were real. I knew I was real close for Kermit from Muppet Babies. And he goes, I don't want to tell you how close, but it was between you and another guy. And I was like, oh, man, that's so devastating. And then my buddy Beck Bennett uh, beat me out for Launchpad for DuckTales. But oh, that, one you, that? that one you can't even be upset about because Beck to me is one of the funniest people on planet Earth. And uh, and he also his natural voice is so launch patty, so it, he's he's perfect. I caught myself watching a couple of those new episodes. How are of Ducktales? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. It's that. Yeah, dude. It's and they, the cast is so strong. And, and I that, do have two children. But yeah, but that's cool. <laughs> they can watch it. Yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah. You should check out the next season of Shira. Tell me if it's uh, if it's dad. Yeah. Approved. Well, I have two daughters. So well, I, how old are they? Ten and twelve. Oh, dude. I yeah. asked them about them. I asked them about it yesterday, mm-hmm. and they had my. 12-year-old knew of it, yeah. but neither have watched it. Yeah. 
We'll check out the second season. Yeah. And see and, and let me know if they dig it. I'll be like, and if they if they really dig it, then I'll see if I can corral some some gifts. Oh yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. Make you look uh super cool. Uh-huh. Cooler than you already are. <laughs> hey, you know, dads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a cool dad though, you, you can tell. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah. If you're a dad in comedy, like you're already ahead of the curve. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Uh is there anything else you should be mentioning here? People to look so, out man. for the movie where you're the lead that's gonna be on in Netflix. Bellman, that'll be in the summer or early fall. Okay. My tour dates at adamraycomedy.com. Um, again, the album "Read the Room" April twenty sixth, and uh, and if there are still still tickets left here, but this episode will be out today. Oh, great! Yeah, so okay, cool. Yeah, come out. Uh, I think the early show tonight is sold out, but the late show is not, and I think tomorrow is pretty close. Yeah, but two uh, shows Saturday as well. Yeah, but come out. The show's always different, always fun, upbeat. It's a good escape. You know, I don't get political and racial and all that, so it's uh, politics. Politics didn't come up here. It didn't come up to Wednesday yeah, I mean, nights. I've got that stuff in the. You know, roll the decks, but it's like right now it, it doesn't interest me as much as yeah. as talk. You know, if I haven't lived a life worthy of writing about, and I don't have other points of view on things that you know, I got way uh, too much material on things that don't actively isolate the crowd, and that's that's my that's what I enjoy. You know, and you got to do what makes what makes you laugh and what's fun to you, so that you can you know. Um, you know, uh, translate that to the to the crowd. So now uh, we're gonna we're gonna put a, we're gonna put a bow on this, Great. and we're gonna turn the mics off, and then I'm gonna ask you all the questions that I didn't want to do on the podcast sure. about Sandra Bullock and the huge crush I had on her. Oh, still have, <laughs> dude. Listen to that episode of the podcast. She's as cool as it gets. Believe me, I will be. I got to motorboat her. Like, are you? Do you think I don't think about that every day when I wake up? <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it there. Thanks, right, Adam. Thanks, I appreciate bud. it.